sub-basement of City Hall in Regina to your ears. This is the Queen City Improvement Bureau. This week's meeting, election mania going on, improvement, innovative revenue tools. This meeting is now in session. Hey, how are you doing? I'm, I'm doing well. Should we call this meeting to order? I think we should do that, yeah. I don't think we have Quorum, but I think we can. Dang it. Uh, as usual. One of these days. Oh, shall we? Uh, let's take attendance. Uh, do we do that? Is that a we thing do, we do? We do. We often take attendance just oh. to make sure that we are who we think we are at the start of each meeting. Good. Okay, well, let's do that. Okay. So, uh, first we have um, Pele Puhande. Pele Puhande. Pele? Because I don't see a Pele here. Well, he's a, he's, I think he was a Brazilian tennis player, really big oh. in the 70s. Oh, really? It's, it's kind of an honor to have him on our meeting, actually. No kidding. And, you know, the tennis infrastructure in the city really needs a lot of work. Yeah, that's, that's I think he could really speak to that. Yeah. But I don't, I don't see him here. That's um, too bad. Hold on. You know what I did? What? Actually, I think I mixed up the letters in the name. Oh, no. Uh, it should say... Hold on. Paul Deshin. Oh, that's good. That's good. Because I was afraid it was like Hep Duhame was going to come back again. No. So no. do we have Paul Deshin? We do. That's me. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I am here. Okay. We also have uh, a Nomad Grain. A Nomad, Nomad Grain. A Nomad Grain. That's not even a person. That's like Monsanto's least popular slogan. <laughs> Is it? Yes. A Nomad Grain. Yeah. So at, um, I guess I we're going to be talking about food security today? Possibly. Uh -huh. um, hold on. Oh, no. Uh, this is this this is a little embarrassing, but I think I actually mixed up the letters again. A nomad grain should read Aiden Morgan. Oh, I think I know that guy. I think that's me. That's why I know him. Ah, uh, that's why I know him too. Right, well, you can mark him down as here. I okay, present. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Excellent. Now, what's up? What's up next after attendance? Well, guess what? There's an election going on in the Queen City. There is not. There is. Oh. It's totally true. And yesterday, the deadline for nominations. So if you wanted to run for, say, mayor or council or school board, yesterday was the last day that you could put in your nomination to say, hey, I want to run for one of those, for one of those jobs. So we now know the full slate of candidates, the full official slate of candidates that we will be voting on come Election Day, which is October 26. So... Uh, we know now that there are five people running for mayor, and they are Mayor Michael Fougere is running again, mm -hmm. uh, Jim Elliott, Evangeline Gaudron, and Tony Fiacco, uh, who we've had on the show, and Wayne Ast has also um, signed up to be on the show. Uh, meanwhile, uh, on the council front, we have 45 different people running in the city's 10 wards. Uh, the most popular place to run are uh, Ward 7, where there are nine people uh, running, uh, because there is no, uh, the longtime councillor, Wade Murray, has decided not to run again. Wait, Wade so, is bowing out? Yes, and so the, 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 the Wade-sized vacuum has sucked nine more people in. Wow. To run for his seat. That sounds crowded. It's kind of crowded. Ward 7, Sharon Bryce's ward, she is running again, but she's going to be running against six other people, so that's seven people running in her ward. In Ward 2, Councillor Hawkins, again, he is also running, uh, but six people are running in that ward, so there's five people running against the Councillor Hawkins there. And then Ward 3, that's the one other ward where there's no incumbent councillor running. Uh, councillor Fraser has opted not to run this time, and uh, four people are, no, sorry, five people five people are running there um, in this election. Hmm. So that's quite a lot. I could run through the names, but you know what you could do instead is you could go to electionsregina.ca if you were curious, and then you can go and click, and it tells you who's running in each of the wards, how to contact them, uh, there's pictures of what they look like, what? Sorry, websites. Elections.ca, is that like a house address or something? I it's like a house address, but on the information superhighway. Oh yeah, I took I drove down there once. I, mm -hmm. got, I got a ticket. 
that happens. I took my license. Yeah, you were going too fast. Yeah, about, exactly. Yeah, screaming down the information superhighway. Exactly. Too much information, uh-huh. and uh, yeah. Um, what, like one observation of the list of candidates who are coming forward this year, uh, it's a really diverse crowd. There are um, a lot of people from uh, a lot of different communities in uh, uh, Regina are running this time, which is great to see. Um, the only, also running uh, the there's also the election for school board trustees. Uh, the only really like sort of exciting thing that I know, so I won't run through all of the school board news, but uh, there are 18 candidates running to be trustees in the separate school board, even though there's only seven spots on uh, the separate school board board. They don't elect based on subdivisions. They elect based on the top seven people mm. get spots. There's fi- 18 running, so I don't know. I'm beginning to think that maybe the Catholic Church needs to rethink its position on uh, birth control because uh, the separate school board <laughs> trustees are are breeding like rabbits. There's just too many of them. Yes. That, that, is, that is a trenched observation, sir. Yes. So that's it. That's your election update. So are we endorsing anybody? For, I don't like, know. Are we? Race? For the mayoral race? I don't know. I don't know. I think we need to say, I think we, we need more time to think. I'd like to endorse Scott Bakula. Scott, ba- Scott, Scott Bakula. Is he even running? I think it's a write-in. I think okay. I, I'm endorsing him in honor of the um, Einstein-Rosen teleportation device I built over in the boiler room. Fair enough. I could see how I, you've you've had that Scott Bakula picture up in your locker for so long. Uh, exactly. He's been such a an inspiration to you. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I I built a, so I built a teleporter. It should get us out of the basement here without having to crawl through the vents. Do you think that'll work? I think it'll. I think it. I think nothing could possibly go wrong, and this will not come back at all to pay off in a future meeting. Okay. 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 Good. Just yeah. so long as just so long as it's not going to be like the whole shark incident. No, no, it'll be good. it'll be much more civilized. Good. Okay. Well, what's next on our agenda? Well, I believe we have a couple of uh, improvement vector candidates. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I see them over there now. Yes. Hello. We have. Uh, they look like um, I recognize your faces from electionsregina.ca. You look like you look like candidates, fresh young candidates, <laughs> running running to to guide our city to greatness. Oh, thank you for the young. <laughs> I love that. So we have uh, running in Ward Two. We have Lorelai Silzer, and running in Ward Six, we have Joel Murray. Hello. Hey guys. Hi. And thanks so much for being at the meeting and, uh, and, yeah. and talking with us. Yeah, we really appreciate that yeah. you could find your way down here into the sub-basement. Well, thanks for inviting us. Uh, your The maps you gave us and GPS really helped. Oh, good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I see you, you've been untouched, unscathed by the leopard, which is always good to see good. with our guests. I had to go on a crash diet to get through the vents, but I made it. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, actually, Lorelai just came through the door. Sorry we didn't give you the same. Oh, I didn't, I didn't get the same map. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sorry. <laughs> Yeah. We thought it would just be funnier if you had to crawl through the vents. Mm-hmm. A little more diehard. Yeah, I'm sorry you wrecked your suit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, well, we, we asked you guys down here to uh, sort of talk to us about your campaigns, and now that the election is in full swing, sort of get a sense of, uh, you know, what you're doing and uh, why you're running. So um, how about we start, uh, ladies first, Lorelai, why the heck are you doing this? Why are you, why are you putting your th- yourself through this? Well, I've seen so many people have so much fun running for office that I thought I should try it myself. It, it is a fun time. We'll yeah, <laughs> well, it, it is. It, in a lot of ways, it is because you uh, you have the opportunity to uh, to be very gregarious and talk to people and and get out there and talk about ideas and and stuff like that and not seem like you're a crazy person necessarily. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Joel? What what what? Yeah, yeah, really similar. Like you get a lot more um, honesty, I think, from people when you are a candidate running because they really will talk right to you. They have a vested interest in talking to you, so it's it's a good opportunity to be able to get out and talk directly to people and not, like you say, you know, seem like a crazy person, (laughs) (laughs) but showing up on doorsteps late at night. Yeah, yeah, and you know, waving paper. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Listen to me. Listen to me. Election. What are you talking about? Yeah. 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 Well, and, and I've been watching my dad do it for 13 years. So yeah, I was going to ask. Your last name is very familiar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, gee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So your dad was is the former counselor in your ward. In ward six. six. Yeah, 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 right here, where we are right now. So yeah. So did so is this a situation where like he sort of forced you into it? He was like, no son of mine is going to sit on the couch and I, eat Cheetos. I don't. <laughs> He's going to run for city council. 
I don't think he'd ever want to force that on me. <laughs> um, I think, no, I, I've always had a um, an interest in it. Uh, you right. know, you, you have to. You're, you're, it's at home every day, right? You, you learn a lot. So, yeah. Yeah. Did he ever bring you to council meetings? I have been to council meetings. Okay. Yes, and we subscribe to or subscribe to access specifically because they show the council meetings. So if I'm hanging out with my mom at home when I used to live at home, that's what we were doing. We we're watching council meetings. Right. Oh so, my god. It's very exhilarating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was that a punishment for not doing your homework or something? <laughs> yeah. Lorelai, how about you? Like, how long have you been like paying attention to council? You're like a big, uh, big fan, fan girl um, of council. Well, uh, junkie. Uh, actually, I um, I have to say honestly that um, last month was the first time that I actually watched an entire council meeting, and I was at Chambers to watch, and it was really quite exciting. Um, I know that sometimes things are more interesting than others, and that's just the cost to do in business, right? right. You know, it's uh, mm. but the process is so interesting, and um, I've, I've been heavily involved in um, in like the provincial process for quite a while, watching question period through my job with the government of Saskatchewan. Mm. Um, so it's interesting to contrast the two, and uh, and see how the uh, the actual system works. Right. That last council meeting, wasn't that the one with the uh, College Avenue campus issue? Was it that, was. Was that the issue that has inspired you to become a council candidate? No, I actually declared my candidacy before that. Oh, okay. Um, the, the issue that inspired me to become a candidate, um, well, there are a couple. One is uh, specific more to the Lakeview and Albert, Albert Park pieces of, of my ward. Um, it has to do with infill housing and it has to do with garden and alleyway suites and um, I just don't think that there's enough regulation and, and direction on what should be permitted and what shouldn't be permitted on, on those particular things. Um, I've seen some very successful infill projects and I've seen some that um, make the neighbors quite angry. Mm -hmm. So I think we need to clean that up and get a little more specific about so that we're not ruining our, our heritage neighborhoods and and things like that. The second was that I just don't feel that um, that the communication is two-way enough with City Council and, and City Hall itself. It's fine to say that you're going to represent uh, the interests of the people of the ward in City, City Hall, but it's got to go both ways, and you got to be reporting back as to what's going on, and then people don't get caught by surprise, and, and you don't wind up with as much public pushback on, as we've had in some of these things. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, just on the laneway suites, you might want to go back and listen to some previous Queen City Improvement Bureau uh, we have, meetings. We have a section called Laneway Suites Horror Stories. We blow yes. the lid right yeah. off the laneway I, suite conspiracy in the Actually, city. I listened to that. and oh, you did? Oh, oh, yes, and I took notes. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> and uh, you could probably, you know, like my next... Uh, piece of literature will probably be quoting you guys. I'll be looking to you for Excellent. copyright approval. Right on. Okay. Perfect. Okay. All right. Yeah. How about you, Joel? Is there like an issue specific to Ward 6 that really has your knickers in a twist that you want to deal with? I mean, there's with Ward 6, um, Ward 6 is such a diverse ward. I mean, just looking at the, the ward map geographically, it's so diverse. You have Al Ritchie Eastview, so you have a mix of um, commercial with residential and then in the warehouse district obviously right here we have our own needs in the warehouse district um, and then we have north central which has its own needs and that are very specific to it to north central um, so you you know you have heavy industrial on one end and then you have like commercial and then you have this residential that we're in so i think as far as a single issue it's it's really tough to nail down a single issue um, my platform talks uh, extensively about anti-gang strategies which is something that you know plays into safer communities that we really need to look at doing. Um, uh, outside of that, you have affordable housing um, incentives, which we really want to push too, because we had a lot of success. If you look at uh, right now, there's there's hardly any lots left in North Central that are vacant because we had affordable housing incentives and it filled in houses now, and that's you know we don't have these you know empty empty lots anymore. So that's another piece to it. There's a lot. Mm -hmm. For sure. We also have the RRI developments, which are huge. All three are in Ward 6. Right. So that's so. like the rail yards, the old Mosaic Stadium, and yeah. then uh, the downtown, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So Taylor Field neighborhood, stadium, and the yeah. rail yard renewal. So. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, so those are like big projects that are like right on the horizon for you. Yeah, very big. I, d I don't want to harp on this because I'm, I'm sure you want to sort of like define yourself separate from your father, but like, you know, 
what a family dinner is going to be like now. You're going to be like, geez, Dad, you totally screwed up the affordable housing thing. <laughs> Typical. I have to go and clean up my dad's mess. It's really funny. Yeah, we've we've talked about that a few times. You know about the idea of you know that I'm in a unique position that I can see how we got to where we are, and I can see a you know if I ever have a question, it's very easy to say, okay, hey, Dad, I think that was kind of a dumb idea. Why why did council do that? You know, mm-hmm. what, you know, what information did you have? And you say, well, this is why we did it. This is, at the time, this is what we knew, that we made our best choice is why we did it. So I can move on from there and, you know, see where we can move and go. Right. Are you ever going to turn around and say, Dad, that was really dumb? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know it's hindsight, but yeah. Dad, that was really well, dumb. Well, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it is, there's, there's, there's times like that, right? Like, you know, you say, hey, Dad, I don't, I don't understand this. I don't understand why, why it was yeah. done like this. And there'll be a long explanation of why. But you'd have, you have to sit down and listen to it. And then you'll still right. say, yeah, Dad, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this could be the least punk rock thing I've ever heard of, like a son rebelling against his father <laughs> by, by going in a po- different policy direction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Um, so, uh, Lorelai, you were talking about um, issues around communication. Do you feel that that's just something that's going on in your ward, that people aren't really sort of like tuned into what's going on? Um, or is it is it a citywide problem that you feel needs needs to be dealt with? I think for the most part it's a citywide thing. I mean, it, we've got uh, ten different councillors and they all have their own um, their own capabilities and their own way of approaching things. So, you know, I don't want to make a sweeping generalization, but I think that uh, there could be a lot of improvement across the board. Um, I've just really noticed it within my ward, and I've talked to a lot of people who uh, who have said the same thing that they they wish they knew what was going on, and it's just it's it's a lot of effort to find out. Um, it's just not readily available. Not everything is readily available, and that's not to criticize the people who work at City Hall because they have a great communications mm-hmm. unit and they do what they can. Um, I just think that maybe some direction needs to be changed. I guess I'm feeling a little bit under the gun here because I feel like you're saying that we at the Queen City Improvement Bureau need to improve. <laughs> yes, you do. That perhaps we're not like getting we, it enough. We only improve other things, not ourselves. No, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. No, we're not the Queen City Self Improvement Bureau. <laughs> oh, okay. So you're, you'll sit back and criticize and. Uh, we don't criticize. <laughs> you we comes, off, we, we offer concrete suggestions for improvement and amelioration that can be easily and affordably acted on. Oh, and right. only occasionally yeah. involve transdimensional spiders. The only, okay. well, actually, surprisingly often. Yeah, yeah transdimensional spiders. Yeah, you, we, okay. we go, yeah. we go kind of science fiction. Probably a little more. Often well, we've not. tried all sorts upstairs. of different approaches, so maybe <laughs> the science fiction <laughs> approach about might time be the next one to try. Somebody took this seriously. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess next up for you guys is um, we. Uh, you, you're both running in wards that are really crowded with candidates. Um, what are you doing to get out and get your word out? Like Joel, what? How are you like? How are you t- differentiating yourself from everybody else and getting the word to people? Sure. Well, I mean, I'm on the doorstep every night. Like mm-hmm. after the show, if it's not too dark, I'll be out. Right. So, and that's that's. I think that's the most important thing is to really talk to people. You know, yeah. um, a lot of people really push social media. A lot of people push websites. But at the end of the day, if you can get out and you you talk to people, that's when you know you win over hearts and minds, and you really, you really you you get a better understanding too. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's one thing to you know have oh, have a whole bunch of likes on my you know my Facebook, but I think that's relevant in a lot of cases. Sure. Yeah, Joel's mm-hmm. absolutely right. Door knocking is the key. Yeah. Um, door knocking and, and name rec- name and facial recognition is really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you guys know what the deal is with the forums yet? Has anybody contacted you from a community association in your wards saying, because um, I've been to a few, uh, um, you know, candidate forums at other mm-hmm. elections, and, you know, marshalling nine people or six people is going to be like herding cats. Um, has anybody contacted you? Are you guys going to be doing the forum circuit? Well, if invited. Yeah. Absolutely. I haven't no. been. How about you, Joel? Have you been no. invited to anything yet? I haven't yet. I know in years past there's been an all candidates debate, um, but yeah, no, uh, nothing yet that I've heard. So yeah, but yeah, with um, nine it would be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. there is um, a breakfast on October the fourth um, that is being put on by the Professional Business Women's Association. Sorry, I didn't get that name quite right. Sorry, ladies. Sure. Um, <laughs> where they have invited. Uh, the first 10 uh, female candidates to present their oh. platforms and then answer questions from the floor at a breakfast 
um, like I said, on October the 4th, and I'm proud and pleased to go there and, and address whatever questions anybody might have. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. To add to that, I was just going to say, in Ward 6, it's interesting, we have a really gender-balanced candidates, uh, too. We have four and five, so four, yeah. oh. four women and five men, so... Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that is really, it's cool. really cool. Yeah, it's 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 kind of a, like in a lot of especially the uh, the first seven wards, there's a lot of uh, diversity, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay, so what's job one, Lorelai? When you, if you get elected, what's the first thing you're going to do? I mean, apart from like learn how to you know where to get coffee in city hall. <laughs> Which I don't recommend the uh, the machines on the way out of here. Yeah, I I kind of checked them out on the way in, and I think I'll pass. And Which remind me to bring my own water next time too. That <laughs> tap that under the wall is just a little <laughs> iffy. It is a little. Yeah, it's uh, some, sometimes it seems to be might be radioactive. We don't. Yeah, know. don't look at the water under blacklight. Yeah, yeah <laughs> no kidding. Uh, First, first issue. Well, I think there are a lot of things that that are going to come to the forefront. But um, in in my ward and and in Ward One, we've got a lot of really bad streets that need some attention. And mm-hmm. um, a motion was put forward at the last council meeting that the administration take a look at the plans for how the streets are going to be addressed uh, coming up. Um, I'd like to see that happen sooner rather than later. And and get some of our infrastructure cleaned up because um, it's it's suffering in some areas. Yeah, yeah, Joel. So yeah, so the first thing um, I haven't talked about this at all yet, but one of the one of the interesting things that um, we've been looking at is right now for taxation at the city of Regina, we rely heavily on property tax, and then we'll get some kickbacks provincially, right? Um, there's something that bigger centers have done in the past. So, for instance, Winnipeg has something called the Winnipeg Act. In Saskatchewan, the city of Regina is under the Cities Act, as well as Saskatoon. So, if we were able to team up with Saskatoon and say, we want to create a Regina Act and a Saskatoon Act, it would open up taxation abilities that the city would have never had before. For instance, you know, a quick example would be we could tax one cent a liter on gasoline at gas stations, go around to the consumer, and then you take that money, you put it right toward road repair. And there you have direct taxation. You don't have, you know, an all-encompassing sweeping tax that everyone has to pay. Mm-hmm. It's the people that utilize roads that get worn out, right? And that's where it comes. And one cent a liter, you know, it's negligible. It's mm-hmm. regular fluctuation, right? So that's something we would have to get Saskatoon on board. I know in the past they have not been on board with it, but this is a new council, so... It's an interesting proposition. So yeah, sure. Something that I would I would like to bring forward. Now, this is something that we'd have to get the province to enact yeah, to exactly. repeal the Cities Act and, and put this into place. So, yes, so it would take a bit of time to work its way through the legislative process. For sure it would, yeah. But uh, we should talk about that. It's further. something that other cities have done, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah well, and, I think and, there is something similar to that, like a piece of the property taxes are put aside for road maintenance, but... Like that, the municipal operating? Yeah. Okay. The, yeah, the yeah. residential road repair but it's, program. We're still yeah. tapping out of the same well yeah, here. For sure. so, yeah, so, yep. But just okay. opening that up, right? Yep. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Not good idea. Cool. All right. Well, thanks a lot for running us through your campaign stuff and everything. Yeah, um, have you been making the little tick marks on your, yeah, your the, test yeah, we've, sheet. We've, we've, I've, run, I've run your answers uh, through my complicated rubric, and I've decided that both of you indeed are improvement vectors. Uh, so you get uh, an official uh, certificate, both oh, wow. of you. Oh, cool. So let's pull this out. And I'll put it right up there beside my certificate <laughs> from the University of Regina. <laughs> Hang it with pride. Well, we should probably just put it in front, because, I mean, university, but, I mean, this is improvement vector. Is that made of yeah. real gold? Uh, yes, in fact, wow. it is. Real hammered. It's heavy. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Lorelai, if you could pass one to the, uh, the bottom of the yours or mine? <laughs> <laughs> that, well, that could create it some is questions. Heavy. Yeah. Hey, this is really neat. Thank you, guys. Oh, thanks really for coming in. Yeah, comes yeah. with its own manila envelope oh, for wow. carrying. Even and better. Perfect. So. And if you if you leave without the Manila envelope, uh, you can requisition a new one, but it takes six to eight weeks to come in. So better grab it. <laughs> so better oh, yeah. grab it on. Yeah, better grab it yeah. here. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, thanks a lot for coming in, guys. Yeah. Thank, Thank you so you much. Very and, much. Uh, yeah. I hope we'll be hearing a lot more from you later on. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Well, you cool. can't get rid of us. <laughs> Good. <laughs> 
Okay, what is next on the agenda, Aiden? I believe uh, next up are, are innovative revenue tools. Hey, that's where we look at innovative new ways for the city to improve its bottom line by boosting its revenue. With tools. It, with tools, yes. yes creative indeed. tools. Well, this one, uh, this particular innovative revenue tool, it's, uh, it's election-related. And uh, I noticed that every candidate uh, brings his or her own platform. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, what if when they run, they have to actually buy a platform from the city? Oh, that's really good. And we can come up a variety of platforms. I'm thinking yeah. for sort of like a really sort of like down-to-earth platform, it can be made of um, just straight pine. Sure. Uh, right up to something like rich mahogany that just screams class. Oh, yeah, something that's like, you know, burnished and varnished. And exactly. There are gr- there could be granite platforms. Nice. Yep, so poured concrete platforms. Yep. Yep. Yeah, no, this is this, I think, is definitely the way to go. You know, the city retains a little bit more control over what platforms people are bringing forward. Exactly. And, uh, you know, quality control. Quality control and uh, make sure that everybody is the same height when they stand on the platform. Smart. Yeah. So, yeah, so nobody has that advantage when they're just sort of in your presence. Right, yeah. But they would have to be on the platform for the entire run of their candidacy. Well, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure no one would object to that. No, so wheels are optional, too. Sure, we could charge For extra. Nominal fee. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is genius. Uh, yes. Congratulations. I, I really actually like this one. <laughs> this is really good. Um, but you know what? If that doesn't, uh, if that doesn't catch fire upstairs, uh, we, we have, have a we few have more. Other, other options? We do. Oh. I'll play them now. I'm Sandy Dorn from the Regina Warehouse Business Improvement District, and you're listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 CJTR, Regina's Community Radio. And we are back from Innovative Revenue Tools. As always, fantastic tools. They were. <laughs> what a bunch of tools. <laughs> In a good way. Yeah. <sighs> well, now that all that election nonsense is out of the way. Let's, let's talk about the real stuff. Yeah. Um, huh. It's been a while since we've had, like, other stuff to do. I know. It feels, feels odd. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I guess next up on the agenda is outstanding improvements. And uh, I wanted to talk this week about something that's happened. Uh, the Islamic Association of Saskatchewan has applied to the uh, rural municipality of Sherwood to build a mosque just uh, just outside the borders of the city of Regina. Uh, will it be like the same size as the city of Regina, do you think? I think considerably smaller, okay. actually. Because yeah. I was picturing something... From what from what I know about uh, you know the Muslim community, they tend to build mosques that actually dwarf the cities and like constantly cast the city in their shadow. Huh. So it really dramatically impacts the quality of life. This is just what I heard from some from some from people. some people from some on people. the street. Yeah, they're wrong. Oh, okay, yeah, good. Because good. it turns out that this mosque that they want to build on the build on the edge of the city, the uh, the maximum attendance that they're that is going to be built for is about two hundred people. Which oh. is, you know, about thousand times smaller than the city. So, yeah. but I mean, a lot of a lot of people in the Muslim community are approximately fifteen to twenty feet tall. So you need a lot they of. They are. This, this is what I hear. That's funny because you know we've we've even had a few you know Muslim people come to QCIB meetings and oh, they didn't true. have to crouch at all to get down here. You know, I I thought maybe like there is some. I was just hallucinating that because you know there's. It happens. It does the vapors. Okay. Yeah. So this so no, is no, no, better it's, and better. For 200 normal-sized citizens of the community, mm-hmm. uh, largely people from Regina would be using the facility, uh, but also, you know, people from the surrounding communities. Um, the, the the Islamic community in the city of Regina is growing by leaps and bounds, mm-hmm. uh, and they've been, uh, they do have a mosque in uh, Ward 2, I do believe, and it's, you know, it's full to bursting. There's so many people who are using is it. Is it is it just is it a mosque or a prayer? Just out of curiosity, there are several prayer halls across the city, but there is a building that they're using as a mosque. It's not purpose built. This would be the first purpose built uh, mosque in the area. Hmm. So there's that. 
Um, but last week, the rural municipality of Sherwood Council voted to not approve the mosque's application. And uh, so that was be- that's the Islamic Association, IAOS, uh, who applied to build this. They turned it down. They referred it back to administration and said, uh, instead, saying that uh, what they wanted to facilitate was a meeting between uh, the, the rural municipality's administration, the IAOS, and the neighboring landowners. Because the neighboring landowners are not happy about the notion of a mosque being built in their little chunk of empty country. Well, the parking. Well, you know, actually, here's what they wrote. This is what they said. This is the letter that they sent in to the RM. Uh, We, the local landowners, are strongly opposed to the proposed application to construct a mosque and community center. We support the current zoning of agriculture for this unique area south of Highway 33 to the Wiscona Creek along Pearl Street. This area is currently a mix of residential properties and agricultural land, and we want this area to develop in this way. We trust that the RM Council will respect the decisions, wishes of the ratepayers, owners of this unique area. So, so it's let, let me get this straight. So it's partly agricultural and partly residential. Mm-hmm. So if it's residential, they they don't want any sort of sort of mar- like hallmarks of a residential neighborhood, like. Places of worship, for example. Or community centers. Or community centers. You know, Not they this probably, one specifically. They probably don't want any sort of like retail, like no convenience stores there either, or gas stations. You know, I don't know if they're saying no to that because that hasn't come forward yet. Oh, but wow. Yeah. It, it certainly does seem to be working against the notion of building a complete community. I'd say. Yeah. Um, so it's a little bit odd. Uh, the the RM report on this noted that they've been trying to set up meetings with the uh, the local landowners and have failed. Uh, there's always been like for some reason they've not the local landowners have not been able to make the meetings and uh, so they've been they've been working on this for a very long time. Uh, in fact, uh, this whole project's been languishing for about four years since 2012. The uh, IAOS bought this land a long time ago, proposed building a mosque there, and they were just told flat out no because the building uh, does not fit with the official community plan. The RM now is going through an official community plan review. They're trying to get a new official community plan. And the IAOS is reapplying, saying, look at all the different ways that this, you know, mosque and community center fulfills the goals of your new OCP. The RM seems to be, the the administration itself seems to be in favor of this notion. The city of Regina Mm -hmm. sent a letter to the RM saying, we think this is a great idea. Mm -hmm. Um, but unfortunately, it's going to have to languish a little bit longer until they can finally sit down with the local landowners and sort of sort this out. I imagine the problem is that the unique area, maybe it doesn't have any roads or anything, so they can't get to a place. Maybe if there was some common area, like a community center, that they could meet at. No kidding, eh? Yeah. yeah, and they have this awkward this awkward thing where they're not going to be allowed to... G- One of the concessions that they seem to have made to build this mosque is that they can't hold any events outside. All of their gatherings are going to have to be held indoors. Hmm. Which well, I find very no, strange. no public gatherings. No public gatherings outdoors. No, no, no hot dogs in the parking lot. Right. Or whatever in yes. the parking lot. No fun in the parking lot. Right. You know. Well, you know, probably those twenty-foot-tall Muslims would scare them. So. I suppose. Yeah. Uh, this whole situation is very reminiscent of an issue that came up at the last city council meeting here in Regina on August twenty-nine. Right. Where uh, a Muslim prayer hall was uh, was an application for it came forward at 2318 East Assiniboine Avenue. Uh, council ultimately approved this and were very, you know, very strongly in favor of this uh, development. But the community had come out really strong against it. And um, I thought it would be worth uh, going back in time uh, with the power of recording technology and wow. listening to some of the arguments before and, for and against this prayer hall that came up at that city council meeting. Let's travel back in time. Let's do that. My name is Munir Hawk, and I am the president of the Islamic Association of Saskatchewan. The Islamic Association of Saskatchewan, or the IAOS, is a nonprofit organization of Muslims dedicated to religion, to religious education and social services in the city of Regina and surrounding areas. We are the oldest and predominant organization serving and representing the Muslims of Regina. Uh, the discretionary use application before you is for a prayer hall. It's for our five daily prayers. As stipulated in the report, these occur at various times during the day and last 10 to 15 minutes. 
this will not be a mosque. I repeat, this will not be a mosque like our facility on Montague Street in Lakeview. This means that we will not be holding our large Friday congregational prayers at this location on Assiniboine. The, uh, the Friday prayer is when we see our typical or typically, typically our peak attendance. Uh, we also do not intend on hosting our night prayers during the month of Ramadan, another busy time. Typically, we do not receive large numbers of patrons for the five regular daily prayers. Uh, the, prayers the prayer hall will be used by our community members that reside in the southeast that choose to pray together rather than at home. It is worth noting that the vast majority, of, um, the, the vast majority pray at home on their own or with family. After the initial advertisement of this application, the surrounding neighbor, the, uh, with, uh, sorry, after the initial advertisement, advertisement of this application to the surrounding neighbors, Councillor Burnett helped organize a meeting with the neighbors where we explained our intentions where, uh, for the prayer hall and we listened to their concerns. Their primary concerns were with regard to noise, parking, and traffic and safety, all of which have been addressed in the report. We have been working closely with city administration to address their concerns. Uh, the landlord, Adam Niesler, has been very patient uh, with the process, and we have stipulated in the lease agreement this, uh, this was conditional on city approval. Uh, it's taken a bit longer than we originally anticipated. Um, good afternoon, everyone. <clears throat> My name is Mohammed Al Daribi, and I'm here to express the willingness of the IAOS, the Islamic Association of uh, Saskatchewan, Regina and potential users of the prayer hall that is under consideration right now uh, to work with our neighbors to accommodate their requirement and ease their concerns. If this application is approved, I will be a member of the committee that uh, supervises the use of the prayer hall, of the proposed prayer hall. Many of the expected users of the prayer hall, of the prayer hall have a major interest in protecting the safety levels of the area. Uh, most of our kids go to Horlack School and buy stuff from the corner store that is right by the uh, facility that is under uh, consideration today. I, representing uh, those who will be using the prayer hall, live in the neighborhood since 2007. My four kids go to Horlack School. They have been going since 2008 and will be going until 2022. Uh, this fall, my youngest daughter will be going into grade three, and my eldest is getting into uh, Campbell High School. Very frequently, the four of my kids uh, walk and or bike uh, to the corner store, which is again right beside uh, the facility, and hence, I for one, representing the users, would like to keep the uh, safety levels as is in the area. Good evening, everyone. Can you hear me? I'm terrible with microphones. So. Um, I'm here to speak on behalf of the residents of University Park East, Varsity Park, Richmond Place, and Samwaskana View. As you've noted in our report, our 22 submissions to the city planner and our presence here today mean that we're gravely concerned about the opening of a 24-hour prayer facility in our backyards. We really are. We are a kind, caring, warm, and friendly community. Many of the original home builders of these communities still reside in their homes 30 years later. As is evidenced by a drive through our neighborhood, we take pride in our community and pride in our homes. In our neighborhood at 11 p.m., nothing happens. At 3 a.m., nothing happens. What the mosque organizing committee is proposing, what the city planner is proposing, is to put a 24-hour facility into a quiet bedroom community, disrupting all of our peace, for the convenience of 10 to 15 souls. And when I say 10 to 15 souls, we're surmising because they won't tell us how many actual residents need to use this prayer facility in our neighborhood. We don't have a number. We have no idea. And in fact, I don't think that number's ever been stated. It's been asked and it's been danced around, but we don't actually know. From what we understand on this commu organizing committee, only one of them is actually a neighbor. One rents a unit out to someone else in the neighborhood but doesn't actually reside there and neither does the other. So we're not discussing, we don't, one of our big concerns is we don't understand why all of our residents are going to be faced with traffic and noise and garbage and all of the rest of it and not saying that it's, but things fall out of cars. 
I have with me, and I'm not sure if I'm allowed to submit it or not, but I have a petition signed by 96 of our residents. Our clerk will pick that up from you. Thank you. Okay. This is 96 households surrounding that mall. We wonder why they are pushing so hard for that mall. To all of us, the reason that there is 96 signatures, because we live there and we have lived there every day. So we're well aware of the challenges of that mall. And to, ha to not be heard by people that don't actually live next door to us is extremely frustrating. We know at 4.30, you can't park there. And they're going to end up parking in front of our houses. It means our children, our dogs, all of the rest of it, when there is more than an adequate location, less than two minutes away. And two, in fact. Take your pick. Our mall has a little orange light because it's a tiny little mall that you get milk at at 5 o'clock and everything closes at 8. It's, it's completely inappropriate. We, we do, we're not saying do not have a place where you can pray in any way, shape, or form. Because as was mentioned, there's sea calls and there's Baptists and there's everything in, in Regina. We have every religion on the planet, I think, but not in a little tiny strip mall where you can go and get your legs waxed at 4 p.m. and pick up a pint of milk and go home. It's entirely different. And that's all we're asking is to put it into a different place where it doesn't impact the neighborhood so negatively. That's all. Okay. Um, thanks, Your Worship. I, I guess I struggle a little bit because I think to myself, these are these are our our brothers, these are our sisters, these are our our citizens of Regina, who simply want a place to pray. They're looking for a place to pray. At the end of the day, they're forced to go between a hair salon and a pest company that's going to going to deal with pests um, based on the pictures that we've got here I don't know how accurate that is but what we do have is a is a convenience store on one side and we have another business on the other side very religious location but they're obviously willing to accept a place like that that would be what I mean when I think about a church I don't think about a, a retail front space I I think about a place of worship I think about a place that is a chapel or a synagogue or a temple or a cathedral or a church, not a retail space. So it just it 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 strikes me that it's it's not the right location, yet they're willing to accept that. I see that side of it. I, I, do, I don't know. I, I struggle with it. I, I wait to hear what my colleagues have to say. At the end of the day, I think a place of worship should feel like a place of worship. It shouldn't feel like you're going to a strip mall. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Your Worship. I appreciate the delegations that have come forward and the information that they've given us. I'd like to make four points. And finally, I want to say this. Uh, there's a mosque in my ward, Ward 2 in Lakeview. I don't live very far from that mosque. In my four years of council, I've, I've had calls from over 1,200 Ward 2 residents about one concern or another, not one not one of those over 1,200 calls has ever had any complaint at all about the mosque. Not once have I ever heard any question of noise or community disruption about the mosque. I'm satisfied that this prayer hall will adhere to those kinds of norms, and I'll be supporting their application. What I'm hearing are some concerns, and most of them are fear of what might happen. And I think that the um, proponents have answered those questions, and they've also they are also going to make themselves available so that they can answer any questions that might arise in the future. So I'm going to support this wholeheartedly, and I have one other comment to make, and that is that you can pray anywhere. Okay, so that's what happened at the last council meeting around a prayer hall. And I think I should have been a little bit more clear going into that, that what they were asking for was a prayer hall, which is just a place for people to pray at, you know, the various times during the day when they would, might want to pray. Uh, there's certain, like, you know, um, set times during the day mm -hmm. uh, where you would, and you can go to this place and you can pray. Uh, According to the rules that they have uh, under the bylaw, only 20 people would be in that space at any one time, and it's just in a little strip mall on uh, Cinnaboy Ave. 
So, so I think I think they, that neighborhood actually has a bigger problem, What's which that? is things falling out of cars. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. Uh, I mean, just yeah. imagine like you go, like you'll get your leg waxed. Think your of their waxed. dogs. Yeah. Right, and then and then you, yeah, your dog, and then you get a pint of milk. Yeah. But then on the way home, the pint of milk <laughs> falls out of the car. <laughs> I know. I'm no just, wonder they're worried. Exactly. Like they, they can't even get their groceries home. <laughs> so, um, so, so that's an issue. That issue that is should be addressed yeah. before, before worrying about about a prayer hall. Yeah. 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 Well, maybe for our Innovative Revenue Tool next week, we'll come up with some kind of netting for people's cars. <laughs> that's right. To keep their jugs yeah. of milk in. So, I mean, so they don't have like, you know, like devout Muslims falling out of the cars. <laughs> God. <laughs> okay. So, anyways, the prayer hall was approved, and so it's going to be opening in that strip mall. Excellent. And I think everybody, uh, with the exception of the 90 people who signed that uh, that petition, were quite happy with that decision. Um, yeah. So that was it. That was it. And I guess we'll have to we'll keep an eye on the uh, RM of Sherwood and see what they decide finally. Uh, hopefully it's not going to take them another four years to move on this mosque on the outside of the city because it's something the, the Islamic community in Regina really, really needs. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so, oh, by the way, we're on, uh, this is the Queen City Improvement Bureau, and people are listening to us on CJTR 91.3 Regina Community Radio. True that. They are. Um, okay, so one other thing I wanted to talk about that came up, there was a surprise council meeting this week. Like just a, like out of the blue. There totally was. Wow. There totally was. So it was it was announced that there was going to be a council meeting on Monday, September nineteenth, um, which was totally off the schedule. Um, and funny thing, I had assumed that as a council meeting it would start at the normal time, which is five thirty. So right. I had booked myself to go to this council meeting at five thirty. I had you know I had like released all the traps and you know planned my route through the vents mm-hmm. to get there at five thirty. And I sent out a tweet saying, "Hey everybody, see you at the council meeting at five thirty. At about 10 o'clock in the morning, I got like a, uh, a frantic uh, message from upstairs saying, uh, the meeting's actually going on right now. Because <laughs> the meeting was actually at 10 a.m. And I was told, you should really take a, lo- a closer look at that report. And there, on the front page of the report for this special council meeting, in 16-point font and bold, it said 10 a.m. September 19th. So I missed it. But I did find out a bunch about what was going on there. And that is... Prime Minister Justin Trudeau was making it rain in the YQR. Nice. We were getting some sweet, sweet, sweet infrastructure cash from the federal government. Um, There is a soon-to-be-signed or just-signed agreement called the Public Transit Infrastructure Fund, and there's also the Canada Water Wastewater Fund. And when these things are in effect, there's going to be a crap ton of money flooding into our streets. Um... So the agreement was worked out between Saskatchewan and the federal government. Uh, For that uh, public transportation infrastructure fund, the total allocation for Saskatchewan is $29 million. Regina is going to be getting $8.6 million from the federal government. Uh, And we also have to kick in matching funds of the same amount. So the total amount that's going to be going to transit through this new fund is about $17 million. The Canada Water Wastewater Fund, Saskatchewan is going to be getting $89 million Wow, worth of, that, of wastewater. Of, uh, no, cash. Oh. Cash, better. not wastewater. Oh. Okay. Yeah, to make our wastewater less wasteful. Oh. Um, the federal government is going to be kicking in f- about $14 million. The provincial government about $7 million, and we have to kick in about $7 million in matching fund funds. All this money is going to be coming out of the Asset Revitalization Reserve and the re- Utility Reserves. Um, these are two things that are both used for when we have like a surprise thing that we could be spending right. infrastructure money on and we need some money. We it's, it's basically the city's mattress and it's the money that we've stuffed underneath it gotcha. in envelopes. Right. And so it's and when, you, when there's a party they, they pull out the money to buy party supplies. Right. Right. And when the party is over we take the empties and we bring the money back and we stick it back under the mattress. Excellent. Yeah, it's a self, it's self-fulfilling thing. <laughs> it's a closed loop, I guess. I don't know. Anyways, uh, the money that we're going to be spending it on, uh, we are going to be buying more buses with some of this money, three buses. Uh, there's going to be um, more paratransit buses. There's going to be more bus shelters that's going to be coming out of this, improvements to our transit technology and software, 
Um, and there will be 17 buses and nine paratransit buses that are currently on the streets that are going to be replaced with new buses. And as for the water stuff, the McCarthy Boulevard pump station, which apparently is a big deal, is going to be getting $15 million. And just in terms of general wastewater and stormwater collection and rehabilitation, we're going to be putting a bunch of money to that. So this is what that special council meeting was about. We're getting cash, and everybody's happy. And apparently they had to hold this meeting sort of on a, as a rush before the usual council meeting because there's some kind of announcement coming from the federal and provincial governments, so we had to make our decisions about what to spend that money on now before that big press conference. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, that's excellent. Yeah, so that was it. That was the big surprise for the week. And I think that's pretty much all the really important stuff that we've got to cover this week. We have, I thought we were going to have more guests tonight, but, but that just uh, didn't work out. One, one, of them, one of them wasn't particularly uh, yeah. accountable and transparent about their showing up. <laughs> yes, sadly. Um, so is there anything else we got to cover? Uh, uh, I think we should mention that Radiothon, the CJTR people have mentioned that Radiothon is coming up. Right. Which is a thing. That's we, kind of important. I don't, we, do you get it? We'll, we'll be talking about Radiothon in more detail next week. It starts tomorrow, yeah. uh, and I believe it's brought to you by uh, Carlson Vogenley Rickert Travel. I believe it is. Yeah. Yes. yeah, I think there might be an innovative revenue tool about this. I believe so. Yeah, but all, or you know, at least most of CJTR's programming is going to be producing special programming. I don't know if we have anything planned. Yeah, I don't know if we like, I mean, every week is special for us. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and we'll there's see. an election going on, so I mean, you can't get much more special than that. Yeah. How much more do you want from us, CJTR? Oh. Yeah, but people should tune in next week anyways. I agree. Yeah, and actually all next week to Radiothon. And that's a time when uh, you contribute money to the station, because it is a community radio station. Uh, advertising is not going to cover all of their expenses. And, you know, if you want to keep listening to us... Right. If you can contribute to CJTR I mean, during Radiothon, that would about, make us look good. Yeah, and think about how terrible it would be if, like, we couldn't be on the air and then we had to show up at your house. To tell you all of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It would exhaust us and terrify you. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, we don't... We don't really dress up well. We don't clean up good. No. No, no not at all. <laughs> so, yeah, if you want to keep us out of your homes, Queen City... <laughs> Donate money in our names <laughs> during Radiothon. It would really help. It, right. I'm, I'm being serious. It would actually really help if uh, people would uh, contribute to the station. Um, beyond that, though, uh, is there anything else coming out? No. Should we uh, motion to adjourn? Maybe, yeah. Okay. Let's do that. All right. I motion. I will second that motion. Okay, motion passed. You have been listening to the weekly broadcast of the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 FM, CJTR Regina Community Radio. This episode brought to you by Murray's Curry Slurries. In too much of a hurry for a solid curry, try Councillor Murray's Curry Slurries, guaranteed. Uh, thanks to Lorelai Silzer and Joel Murray for being our guests tonight. Uh, the theme music is brought to you by the uh, very talented uh, Guidewire, a.k.a. Ryan Hill. Find us on Line on Twitter at Queen City IB or our website, queencityib.com. Catch our podcast on cjtr.ca slash podcasts or subscribe to us on iTunes. Coming up next on CJTR, the Nerdcore Cabaret with Medi V, followed by the Cockpit and Reeling in the Ears. That's all for this evening. Keep on improving, Regina. Hey. Yeah. So? Yeah. You know what? What? I, I want to get out of here. I, Me too. I, I, want, I want to get my legs waxed and get a pint of milk. So I'm can, gonna, I, can I come with you? Yeah. My, my legs need a wax bag. Yeah, no, we're going to do that. And uh, we won't take a car because things fall out of cars around there. So I'm, I'm going to fire up the teleportation device. Really? Yep. This is going to be the first test. Yeah, it's... Oh, what? Nothing will go wrong. Are you sure? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'll, just press, I'll press this red button right here. Don't do it. Wait. wait. Are you sure this is going to be okay, this teleportation totally, device? Totally, totally. Don't worry. Just let me let me press the big blinking red button and all will be well. Okay. Okay, here we go. I don't like the sound of that either. It's, it's, I think it's... Oh, my God. Uh, what, what's happening? Aiden. I don't like this. Oh, my pineapple.